Luke 23, verse 7, As soon as they knew that he belonged unto Herod, jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, whom himself also, Jerusalem at the time, and when Herod saw Jesus, he was exceedingly glad, for he had desirous to see him of a long season, because he had heard many things of him, and he hoped that he would have some miracles done by him. Then he questioned with him in many words, but he answered him not. And the chief of priests, scribes, stood vehemently, accused him. And Herod, with his men of war, set him at naught, and mocked him, and arrayed him in a gorgeous uh, robe, and sent him again to Pilate. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you this morning. Lord, I pray that you open eyes, Lord, that we come to see Jesus. We didn't come to see the singers. We didn't come to see the preachers. We didn't come to see each other. But we came to see Jesus this morning. Help us now, I do pray. And Lord, we just praise and glorify you in all things. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You may be seated. Herod saw someone that he could play with this morning. Someone that he could mock and ridicule in his life. And he said it, he said it with, by with this. He said, uh, this is one that stopped the Lord on his way to Calvary. As Herod, he judges him. If you read all four accounts of the scriptures, it's a very uh, eventful night, uh, uh, even before Jesus gets to Calvary. Uh, they came to the garden and arrested him and, and took him by uh, Caiaphas' high priest's house. There they blindfold him, mocked him, slapped him, and, they, and then they said, prophesied unto us, who is it that smote thee? And then the two false witnesses came by, and they sent him to Pilate's hall. They told him the, the accusations against him. He asked him, where is he from? Where would you come from? He said, he, he's from Galilee. He said, that's not my problem. That's Herod's jurisdiction. So he sent him to Herod. And here Herod deals with him. I, I find there's a lot of people just like Pilate. Uh, they just want to pass him off. Uh, get rid of him as soon as they possibly can. When Jesus shows up and, and the conviction starts in their life, let's just hurry up and get him out of here. Let's just pass him off. Somebody else needs him more than I need him. Somebody off is worse off than I am. What about the people who have never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ? Though they say, well, where did Adam get his navel button? Where did Cain and Abel get their wives? All these questions are simply uh, uh, just turning, uh, trying to get Jesus away from them. They turned their backs on him. They turned their heads on him. And he, he didn't answer them. The question they asked this morning, what will you do with Jesus? Pilate finally sends him to, down to this man, Herod. This is Herod that, that had John the Baptist beheaded. 
because uh, he preached against Herod. He preached against what he was, again, uh, uh, what he was doing with his brother's wife. Herod locks up John for Herodias' sake. And on Herod's birthday, uh, uh, Herodias' daughter begins to dance for Herod. And, and he promised her up to half her kingdom uh, of everything that she wanted. And, and her being as wicked as she was turned to a wicked mama and said, What shall I ask for? And she remembers that uh, John the Baptist had been preaching against what she was doing. She said, I, I want you to get uh, John the Baptist's head on a platter for me. And that's what happened. said, Herod being the kind of man that he was, nevertheless, for the oath's sake that he said up to half my kingdom, he commanded to be so. I find that Herod sees uh, Jesus the same way a lot of people sees him today. He's nothing more than a plaything. that we come in contact with, we can get close to. But as far as him making any demands on my life, absolutely not. I, I know what you're saying. I, I, I'm going to, too far with this. I, I, I'm pushing this too much. There's not one of you here this morning that's smiling. saying, well, I'm just glad to be here. I'm excited about Jesus this morning. Can I, can I say this? From the onset of it, Herod looked excited about Jesus too. In verse 8, when he saw Jesus, he was exceedingly glad. For he desired to see him. Being happy with Jesus of the Bible. He ain't happy about Jesus as the Lord. I found it the same things the same way. Jesus said, with your lips you serve me, but your heart's far from it. Herod on the outside is happy to see Jesus, happy to be around him because they've heard great things about this man and he's happy and he desires to see him. But when he physically sees him and gets up close to him, Jesus is standing right in front of him. And he don't really see who Jesus really is. And I say this morning, if you are playing games with the Lord, if this morning He's not the Lord of your life, if He's not the one calling the shots, I hope this morning you get right. I hope you get out of Herod's camp and get into the camp like Nathaniel saw him as the preeminent one. Stop playing with the Lord this morning. I've been uh, seeing so many people that they're willing to have a little dab of him, a brill cream Christian, a little dab will do you. 
They, they enjoy church. They enjoy singing. But when it comes to the Lord being the Lord and master of their life, they won't know part of that. Yet they say, I'm a Christian. If there's never been a difference made in your life, you're playing games with Jesus this morning. Bible says, be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever man soweth, that he shall also reap. You can't play with God this morning and get away with it. You sit here and say, well, I, I'll, I'll just do what I need to do. But you can't play with God and get away with it this morning. I'll give you a few things this morning on playing with God this morning. We see Herod had gotten to the point that he was just playing with Jesus. Look at verse number 8. There is a reason why. For he was desirous to see him of a long season, it said. Because he had heard many things and he hoped that he would have seen some miracle done by him. What is the reason why he's playing with the Lord? Because he's not looking for a Savior. He's not looking for the King. He's not looking for a master. He's just looking for a miracle. I, I want Jesus to show up and I want him to, uh, to be the light show. I, I want him to be the smoke show. I, I want him to be the, uh, 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 the, the attention of things. I, I want things to go the way I want them to go. I want to feel good. I want to see the blinded eyes open. I want to see the lame man walk. I want to see a person raised from the dead. So I can get excited about it. But I'm not looking for him, for the Jesus of the Bible, that wants to be my master, my Lord, and my Savior. I'm not looking for that one. Show me the miracles that you can do. That's what I want to see. I'm afraid that's where we're at in the world today. If you want me to believe in your God, if you want me to believe in your Jesus, then do some kind of miracle. Let me tell you, he doesn't have to do another miracle for no one. He died on the cross. He shed his blood. And on the third day he rose. That's all he needed to do. Herod wanted Jesus to excite him, but not Jesus to make him give up Herodias. I want Jesus to make me feel good where I'm at in my life, but I don't want the Jesus going to make me give up my lifestyle. I don't want the Jesus going to make me give up the things that I enjoy in my life that bring me pleasure. I don't want that Jesus in my life. I'm afraid of a lot of Christians the same way today. They want Jesus in their life, but they don't want to give up the things of this world in order to get Jesus into their life. 
You notice here it shows up between between uh, between uh, Gethsemane and the uh, uh, Golgotha. Gethsemane is the place where Jesus prayed with great drops of blood, and Golgotha is the place where he carried the cross and dies. Herod does nothing to do with Gethsemane. Jesus uh, uh, praying. He doesn't want anything with Jesus that's going to Golgotha. He wants someone that is convenient to him. Can I say what a lot of people want? We don't want Jesus to say, not my will, but thy will. We don't want a Jesus that says, carry your cross daily and follow me. We want the Jesus that uh, has the light show and the smoke screens and makes me feel good about the sins that I'm living in. Never say anything about being Herodias in my life, not to get rid of them. I don't want that Jesus. Mark this down. If that's your idea this morning, uh, uh, you're playing with the Lord. If all your Jesus is a genie in a bottle, that when you need something, you rub the bottle, he pops out and gives it to you, and he says, all right, I'm done, now get back in your bottle. If that's your kind of idea of what God is, then you're playing games with the Lord this morning. I'm not against trials bringing people to church. But that's the only reason why you come to church. Just to get some miracle from the Lord. And I've seen people, God knows they've gone through trials. They've gone through tribulations. They're messed up. And they come to church. God gets their life right. And the next thing you know, they're out the door. All you need is a doctor visit. To turn out wrong. And you call on the Lord. You got some marriage problem, you come to the Lord and get a fix. You take a liquor bottle out of your hand, drugs off your life. But you don't want him to be your Lord and Master. You come for a quick fix this morning they want a Lord that would not change their life they don't want to follow him Jesus healed the people when he said he said follow me and they started following they weren't looking uh, for a miracle they wanted a master. They wanted a savior. We're living a day where people want the Jesus revolution today. Back in the 60s and 70s, they had that, uh, uh, the hippie generation. Long hair and done all the good things. But in that movement, Jesus revolution evolved out of it. And it made them think about things. And today they're trying to bring that 
Jesus' revolution back into society, back into our churches, saying, hey, you can be a Christian. You can live like you want to, do what you want to, go where you want to, say what you want to, and still call yourself a Christian. That's foreign to the Bible. Can I say that? Now, I'm sure there's some of that saved back in those days. But it has done a damage to the churches today that live the lifestyle they lived then. They think they can live it today. You go some churches today, and that's not a resemblance of what God said a church should be. You should come and praise Him and glorify Him and lift Him up. But we come in, lift up men, lift up this, lift up that, have a smoke screen, a song, a concert, and all the low lights getting everybody to feel good about where they're at. done the damage for the cause of Christ today. There's a reason why he did this. He didn't want Jesus as the Savior. He wanted Jesus to do a miracle for him. Paul warned us of this kind of stuff. He that cometh to preach another Jesus said, hey, don't listen to him. He said they will have a form of godliness in denying the power thereof. We want a form of godliness in our life. We want the world to think that we're Christian. We want the world to see that we go to church, but we don't want the power of God in our lives. And I'm afraid their churches today are losing the power of God. We've lost it. Because we're playing with Jesus. I don't want to change my music. I don't want to change what I say. I don't want to change where I go. I don't want to change my friends. I don't want nothing changed in my life, but I still want Jesus. Let me just say this. Bible says when you get saved, you become a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. There's going to be some people in your life that you're going to have to distance yourself from when you say, I'm a Christian and I'm following the Lord. There's going to be some people that you need to step away from. You can't have your rock show in the church. You've got to do what God has said to do. We can't live the way we want to live. We can't talk the way we want to talk. We're changed creatures. I read a story on the, one of the songwriters for this Bethel Hill song things. Now watch the video over. You can go on YouTube and watch the video. Jen, Jen Johnson, Jen Johnson. Watch a video on her. And in that video, they asked, what does Jesus mean to you? And that's something we all asked ourselves today. What does Jesus mean to you? He said, Jesus is just like the Aladdin. The genie on Aladdin. He's, he's funny, but he is the Aladdin. That's, that's what he is to me. He, he gives me what I need. He makes me laugh. No. 
That's the world looking at Jesus today. A quick fix to all my problems, and when my problems are solved, I distance myself from him. We, we see the reason why Herod did what he did because he didn't want nothing to do with who Jesus was. He just wanted everything that Jesus could do. And we're getting that way today. We're, we're playing games with the Lord. And we need to be careful. If you're playing games with God this morning, you ought to just say, Lord, I, I, I've been playing games. I haven't been sold out. I, I haven't made you the Lord and master of my soul. And when people hear that, they say, well, when somebody's Lord and master and reigns over you, then you've got to submit to everything they do. Won't. I have to say, yeah. And I have. And I have not been better off since I was lost. When you make him your Lord and Master, your life is at peace. Amen. You're finding that, hey, life was much better as saved than it was lost. When I claimed him as my Savior, I gave him my all in all. And when he died on the cross, he gave me his all in all. Amen. There's a reason why Herod didn't want the part of the Lord and Master. He just wanted to see some miracles done in his life. You see the rejection in verse number 9. Herod was looking for a miracle. Then he questioned him with his many words, but he answered him not. Why doesn't the Lord say something? Why doesn't the Lord do something? He has the opportunity. He has the audience. The stage is the Lord, your own stage here. Tell us something. i tell you why Jesus does nothing. Listen to me. Because Jesus, unlike Herod, Jesus is not playing around. Yeah. What do you mean? He knows Herod's heart. He's seeing what nobody else can see. And at the heart of Herod, it, it, it would not matter if Jesus did 1,000 miracles that day at that moment. It didn't matter if Jesus had preached the greatest message ever heard. He already made his mind up a long time ago. I ain't getting right. A long time before Jesus rejected saying nothing for Herod, Herod had already rejected the word of God himself. God sent Herod a preacher. Mark chapter 6, when Jesus preached to Herod, the Bible said that he did many things in the heart of him gladly. And don't miss this, don't miss this. As long as John is preaching those 
messages of sugar canes and everything's good to go. Uh, that's like today. Uh, everybody wants to hear the message how everything's supposed to be a good day. The best days yet. Uh, every day's a Friday. I'm sorry, not every day's a Friday. I don't like getting up on Monday morning because I know i got to start a week off. I don't like it. But long as John is preaching those type of messages, Herod was happy. He'd go there and say, Woo-hoo, John, preach it, buddy, preach it. First time he preached against Herod and the sin he was in. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. We can't do that. Can't preach against my sin. He didn't like him no more. He had something against him now. Preaching against my sin. I find that people love to hear that cake and ice cream messages to make you feel good about yourself and what you're doing and where you're at. But when preaching the scriptures starts telling people how they should live, how they should talk, how should they dress, how should they walk, we don't want none of that now. That's not the Jesus I'm looking for. I'm looking for that one to do a miracle in my life. I'm looking for that one to take the bottle out of my hand. I'm looking for that one to take the needle out of my arm. I'm looking for that one to fix my marriage. But I'm not looking for that one that tells me how I should walk, talk, and live. Luke 9, 9, and Herod said, John, have I beheaded? Who is this? Who is this? He desired to see Jesus. You, you see the oxymoron of this? I have cut off the head of the preacher that God sent to me. But I really would love to see Jesus. Mm. Ain't that the sight today? I can't stand to hear the preaching. Don't want that in my life. Don't preach against my sin. Oh, but I love Jesus. Oh, I love the church. All you're doing is playing around with Jesus this morning. The people today had this idea of Jesus. I don't like the preaching of Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach. And Jesus was a hellfire preacher. Damnation preacher. Are you playing around with Jesus this morning? Are you loving the song and hating the message? Are you loving the preaching or hating the message that the preachers are preaching today? There was a reason why Herod rejected him because he didn't want the Savior. He desired to see him, but he didn't want him. Then you see the ridicule. Verse 11, And Herod and his men of war set him on alt, mocked him, and arrayed him in a gorgeous robe, and sent him again to Pilate. If you study the Bible, this is the exact same thing the Romans do to Jesus. They clothe him with a purple 
gown, robe, crown of thorns upon his head, and they bowed them down and said, Hail to the king of Jews. And, and I got to thinking about, why would Romans do that? Romans are not Jewish. They wouldn't know anything. But they saw what Herod and Herod's men did to Jesus. They'd done the same thing to him. I imagine some of the guards from the Romans when they were there, Herod was making fun of him, mocking him and rejecting him and all that. And I imagine the, some of the Roman guards got back to where they were and said, hey, you know what I saw up there? I saw them do this this man. I think it would be pretty good if we do the same thing to him. We can mock him too. We'll bow down. We'll just make fun of this man. They're just doing making just fun of this man. They fell down and worshiped. Can I, can I say this? Let me say this. They had the right worship. They were worshiping Jesus, but they just didn't know who he was. They, they bowed down to Jesus. And let me tell you what, that's more than more Baptist people do today. They bowed down to Jesus. They had the right worship, but the wrong motive. They were playing games with him. We ought to get in the right motive of worshiping, praising God, and bowing down and giving Him the glory and giving Him the honor. And a lot of times we're just playing games with them ourselves. They had the right position. They're on their knees. But they had the problem with their worship. The person was right, Jesus. The position was right. But the problem is it's not real worship to them. But preacher, I've seen them come to the altar. I've seen them come down and cried crocodile tears asking God to do things. I've seen that too. But it wasn't real. It wasn't real. You mark this down. If there's no change in life, no change in the direction which you're heading in and where you're going to. You come to Yalter. It's just a show. They're playing with Jesus. The soldiers bow down. Hail to the king of Jews. And like I said, that's more than some Baptists do today. But it's not real. Jesus said this, they draw nigh unto me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart's far from it. Far from it. I pray, Lord, today that our hearts are not far from it, that we seek in Him. So what if I play around Jesus? So what if I'm not sold out? So what if I still want the things of this world and also the things of the church? Why can't I have them both? You realize within five years, Herod was dethroned and dead because he rejected Christ. There is consequences for you playing around with God this morning. Can you imagine this? Herod in hell. 
his mind thinking, I was standing right in front of the Savior. I was standing right in front of the Son of God, and I rejected him. I didn't want him. I was looking for something else. I even said he was Lord. But I was mocking him. I was a show. It didn't mean anything. Oh, but I would grab him today. I'd grab a hold of them today and stop messing around with him. He would say, I, I'd want to get right today. He is God. He is the Son of God. He is the Savior. Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We need a good holy fear of God today. We need to learn to stop playing with God. Oh, we got him down pat on Sunday and Sunday morning and Wednesday night. We got him down pat then. We've got him where we want him at. We got him in church. We got him in a full wall building. And that's where we need to keep him at. But I'm telling you, God is greater than that. God is more than that. If he's in your heart, everywhere you go, that's where God is at. But we're playing games with God. We're playing around with him. And it's time to stop playing games. Sirs, we would see Jesus. I'm telling you, when you come to church, we want to see Jesus. I want to see Jesus when I get up out of the bed in the morning. I want to see Jesus as I'm driving down the road. I want to see Jesus everywhere I go. And I, I try to point things out. This is what God has done. God created the heavens and the earth. And there's things on this planet that God has created. And I want to see Jesus. Not just in church. But everywhere I go. Sir, would I see Jesus. I'm afraid we're playing around with him though. We like Herod. He's not real. He's not the man. I want to see him do something great, but I don't want him the Lord and master of my life. Church, we're playing games with God. And there's consequences for playing games with God this morning. There is a consequences. You can come to the altar all day long and say, hey, hey, cry my tears out. Lord, I need this. I've got to get right here. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. But if you're not, if you're not sold out, if your heart's not there, playing games with God. You're playing a game with God. And can I say this? If you play games with God, you're going to lose Every time. He's going to win, not you. So let's stand.